Hey there, I'm Trevor, and with me is my lovely wife, Mandy. Hey, welcome to the Love Real Talk Show. We're here to have transparent conversations about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness, all hoping you'll find some inspiration and have a better day. On today's episode, we're going to break out some conversation starter cards for a little question and answer. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, this is Trevor, and I am here with my lovely wife, Mandy. Hey, hey, thanks for coming back to listen. Uh, Today, we're going to do something kind of fun. You think it's going to be fun? I think I'm kind of excited. I am, too. So it's been an idea that I wanted to get some of these um, conversation starter cards. Uh, You know, I've seen them advertised and everything like that. So we went ahead and, and picked up a couple decks, and we haven't really had a chance to go through them. So what we thought we'd do is open the deck up. And Mandy's going to shuffle through the cards, and we're going to kind of answer these and shoot from the hip and just see where it goes. Okay, so you want me to shuffle these, and then am I just going to be the one drawing them all? Or are we going to take turns? Um, since you've got them right there, why don't you go ahead and just shuffle them, and then just pick them. Okay, and then I'll read them, and if I have an answer, fine, if you have one, yeah, fine. we can. one of us can answer, or both of us, yep, or however. Yep, yep. Okay, all right. So I think this is going to be really fun. You know, we've had some some struggles sometimes, you know, like really getting into like deeper conversation. So you see these cards advertised all the time. So I thought it'd be fun. Okay, let me shuffle these things. All right. Okay. So. All right, what's the first one? First question is, what superpower would you love to have? Oh, that one's easy for me. What about you? Me too. (laughs) Go ahead. You go. Ladies first. Mine would be to stop time. Ooh. Maybe even, maybe, maybe even um, fast forward time. I don't know. Is there something that we can just control time? <laughs> so basically, so basically controlling time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but mostly I, cool. I really need to stop time a lot. Why? Um, because I just sometimes there's not enough hours in the day, <laughs> or sometimes I'm really enjoying something and I don't want it to end. I hate good times to end, and so sometimes yeah, I just want to like stop time. So is that? I mean, is that a super? Is that already a superpower? I don't think so, no. but it's a good one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what's yours? Oh, my! For me, it's invisibility. Why? I probably can't say all, all the time. <laughs> right. You be snooping around, spying on me all the time. Uh, well, is why. You know. All right. That's yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Shuffle them. You know, I don't have to shuffle them every time, do I? No. No. I guess not. Okay. What would you say you are addicted to? Okay, I got that one. That one's easy. I mean, because I got I, I to face it. I'm, a, I'm addicted to love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just going to let you have that one. <laughs> Cornball. All right. Next up. <clears throat> okay. What do you regret not doing or starting when you were younger? Um, I'm gonna let you answer that one because I don't. I I think I think you probably have a better answer. I'd have to think about it for a while. Yeah, you know, I always think about it. So I've got a great job and super blessed at at what we do. However, 
when I was younger, I wanted to test drive cars and write articles about cars. I wish I would have done that now because I see all these people that are out and they're video blogging about cars and everything like that. And, and they're making a great living and they're loving what they do. So yeah, that sounds like more fun and play than work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was, it was one of those things in high school that I seriously wanted to do, but I think back then it wasn't really a thing as much as it is now. So that's one of the biggest things I regret. Not not chasing that dream. Mm, that's a good one. Now, I know my answer is pretty straightforward and boring, but very essential. I would have started saving for retirement mm. much, much like as soon as I started working. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's actually a really good point, though. Yeah, And that's something really important to take away is like just you don't really think about financial planning when you're in your, you know, 16 (laughs) right in your late teens or early 20s you just don't even really think about it but now you know when you get older it becomes a lot more important yeah yeah when i mention it to our kids it kind of they try to roll that off their shoulders and blow into the next conversation as soon as possible but i do think that if i could do anything different i would definitely have started that right off the bat absolutely financial independence is something that you don't really think about until you get older and then a lot of times it's too late that's a good one okay let's see do you believe in love at first sight or soulmates i could take this one. Oh yeah yeah that is not that's not my area um so I have, I do believe in soulmates, but I have a little bit different spin on soulmates than the regular old fashioned, you know, love at first sight soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that we all have a handful of soulmates in our lifetime, throughout our lifetime. And I don't necessarily believe that it is the person that you should hook up with and decide that's the person you want to spend the rest of your life with and get Mm -hmm. married. I think that a soulmate comes into your life um, sometimes after maybe a significant event, something that you've gone through that somebody else has gone through that can relate that maybe nobody else can relate to. And you can instantly hit it off and you can last forever, friends forever. And, And you may not talk to them every day and you may not see them every day. But you, they're always there. They have a special place in your heart. And, you know, anytime that you get back, when you guys, you know, get together again, mm-hmm. you just, like, pick off, pick up right where you left off. So I think that, um, but it's not just, it's not just someone like, oh, I share, I share everything with and they know everything about me. Um, you do have a really strong connection. And a lot of times you have a lot of things in common. Mm-hmm. A lot of similarities, but um, it's not always someone that you are attracted to. It might be the same sex. It might be the opposite sex. It might, it's, but I think that it's usually meant to just be your friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of my spin. So on really, this. almost more. You don't really not one single soulmate. Cause I think a lot of times when people hear, Oh, you're my soulmate or that's my soulmate that 
they they they're always thinking about like one particular person. But your take on it is, is there there could be through different seasons of your life, there could be many different right. soulmates. Right. And like they just just talks to your soul. Like right. you are my person. They they get you through tough times and um or sometimes just fun times. Like right. sometimes you just hit it off really good and you become good friends and you're friends forever. Um yeah. Yeah, I think that's a. That, I mean, I really think that's kind of an interesting perspective, um, just because I think it's always whenever somebody says soulmate, they think about, oh, it's one person and, and it's it's your mate, right? Yeah, Maybe I, it's the person that you that you you know should marry or um, you know uh, maybe your spouse is like bummed because maybe you don't consider him your soulmate. And maybe that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because this is why I feel like. Um, it's better to marry somebody who maybe is a little not quite as similar to you. Don't yeah. share as many similarities because I believe that opposites attract for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the person you choose to spend the rest of your life with should be somebody who compliments you and you do have a lot in common, but they um, are there to kind of offset you. Like you have your own strengths. I have my own strengths. And so um your strengths are different than mine and your strengths are going to help me in my weaker areas and mine are so it's a complimentary right. thing so if you yeah. are exactly the same in everything you're going to start butting heads when it comes to projects because you think your way is right and my think my way is right you know or right or you know you just start butting heads and i think that you end up pushing each other away because of that right or if you're too similar you know you may you may both have weaknesses in the same area and they may that might lead to, you know, a different issues absolutely and, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, So absolutely. no, that's a that's a really good that's a really good take on that. Um, I know for me, I you know the first thing I always think about is, um, is just like that one singular person that you know, uh, romantic comedy soulmate, right? Right. Everybody's yeah. looking for. Yeah, that's what most people think yeah. of. But that's a that's a really good that's a good outlook on it. Um, and and I mean, don't take this out of context. Like, I don't think. Every person that's important in your life is your soulmate. I have a ton, so many people that are important to me, but it's those, it's those very, you know, you just know. And I think everybody has a handful of them, yeah. different times in their life. And it's like, um, I think they're angels sent. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and you know, you know when you have your soulmate. Right. Absolutely. Um, one thing that you said I think is important is um, I love the phrase that you know, we're better together. Um, you know, humans weren't designed to be alone. And I think that, that it's really important that sometimes it is better when you're together because you do compliment each other. So that's pretty cool. I like that. You ready for the next card? Mm, except I've got one other comment on that. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. So I think the other part <laughs> of that card was, um, do you believe in love at first sight? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I do, because I remember the very first time I saw you, and I knew it. You didn't know it, but I knew it. Right. <laughs> right. I was just doing my own thing. All right. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you finally came to your senses. Okay. Well, <laughs> What's the next one? Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> She's blushing, if you could see her. Okay. What are you too hard on yourself for? Okay, I'll take that one, because this is easy for me. Um, I am too hard on myself because I'm always saying that 
I don't have enough knowledge to um, do more in my job or I have to learn something new um, when I can just take what I know and actually apply it and apply it the right way. Mm-hmm. And it would be a lot better than trying to make up excuses for the fact that I don't know something. I'm very hard on myself about that. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I know more and more and more and more and more, but I actually just need to use what I already have. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do say, oh, there are so many mm-hmm. times when there is opportunities that are open for you. Mm-hmm. And you let that become a major roadblock. Oh, it's huge. It's a, it's a terrible roadblock. Because you know that if you just inched forward and just stepped in and and went forward with the opportunity and yep. take advantage of it, that you're going to gain the knowledge that you need right. as you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you can't tell, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, so, this has been something that's come yep, up often. Yep. And it is she, something you struggle with. You usually talk me off the ledge because I am... I'm bad about it sometimes. It's crippling. It's actually crippling. I give myself a hard time. I think a lot of people probably struggle mm-hmm. with the same thing. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's, it's, I don't, it's not even a confidence thing. It's just the fact that I feel like I need more. Yeah. I you need definitely to need to give yourself more credit because mm-hmm. you know a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you're very good at what you do mm-hmm. and you're very, very intelligent. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you give yourself hard hard time for? Um, a little bit too around my job. Um, you know, I work really hard, um, and I have always kind of given myself a hard time about my income. Oh yeah, my income and how much I am providing mm-hmm. for the family. Um, that's that's it. I give myself a hard time, and I know that I don't need to, but. No, you absolutely don't, because we've had that conversation, you know, over time in that um, in what y- what you provide to our family is way, way more than a dollar bill. You know, um, the support over the years that that, you know, you're able able to be with the kids you know, when they were, you know, in school and you could go and you could help at, at school and, you know, be in the room with them and stuff like that. Yeah. That is, you know, yeah, it's not a, it's not a dollar income, but that relationship that you're able to build way m- worth way more than a dollar. And that, that's been a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that my job is flexible enough yep. that I've been able to do that. And also that I, I know in my heart that I can because I work less hours, I can provide for my family the things that maybe you can't, you right. know, the cleaning of the house or having dinner ready right. close to when you get home or started at least. So yeah. Yeah. so that, you know, it's not seven o'clock when you get home, when right. you get home try to figure yeah. something out, you know. So right, I, exactly. And you know what? I think a lot of people give themselves a hard time about that and really... You know, we've had this conversation a million times and it's just like when you sit back and you really think about what you can be thankful for in those spaces, then, you know, you know, it's the exchange of that dollar bill versus all the experience and things well, like that. Well, so. I like to hope that um, it relieves some of the stress from our family and Absolutely. some of the stress from you. Um, and I, I have fun. Do- I mean, I enjoy doing it. So I take pride in it. Yep. Absolutely. That's a good but, one. But it that the dollar amount does creep in yeah. every now and then. It's a yeah. little bit of a struggle, you know, especially when times get tough. Everybody has tight times with money, and then I start to kind of beat myself up a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a good one, though. All right. All right, what's next? Okay, so what's next? Uh, what is the most immature thing that you do? And that one is for you. <laughs> well, so I um, I really like to uh, to walk around the house. And then I talk with Bobby, and it's pretty funny, I think. Um, you don't only do that around the house. You do that when we're at friends' well, house. Sometimes I do it with friends. Um, and sometimes... It then in the morning, and then sometimes maybe at night, um, and sometimes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and say that's not the only impersonation that you do. You also um, sometimes get some different accents. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes even in the grocery store, he starts talking in a different language. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Sometimes I whip out of South Park every once in a while. But South you know, Park, yes, mm-hmm. South Park is one. So, I think I'm pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure everybody else does. Right. I, I think everybody thinks it's pretty funny. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay. Come on, let's go. Okay. Okay, favorite teacher or instructor or favorite boss? Oh, I'll take that one. So for for me, um, back when I was working at AIG, I had um, a gentleman, we'll just call him Jim, that fundamentally changed the trajectory of my life. Um, you know, I started that job, I wasn't there for very long, and um, it just so happened that a manager position came open, and during the interview, um, you know, I, I interviewed with this guy, and he's just just an amazing, an amazing guy who, um, gave me some advice throughout the interview. And ultimately this guy chose me for that job. You know, I went from being there about six months to walking into the manager role and I got so much experience and I learned so much from his management style. He was just open and caring and he just, he really enjoyed his people. Uh, he was transparent. Um, very appreciative of all the work. Just an amazing guy. And honestly, you know, I mean, I'm thankful almost every day when um, when I think about him and think about where I am now because I think just having that chance and him giving me the opportunity and, mm-hmm. and letting me stretch myself at a time when, man, it was tough. I mean, it was a lot of hard mm-hmm. work. Um but having that opportunity was was pretty impressive, and I think about it all the time. Yeah, that he was very impressional, and I I can remember. I mean, there were times when you've talked about him, and you get tears in your eyes. I, I think too that I would say that you he has correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think he has helped you to know the kind of boss that you want to be, and mm-hmm. the kind of um, even just coworker you know, that you fellow employee or yep. whatever that you want to be. Um, because that was, that was huge. That was a, he, he gave you the opportunity for huge advancements in your life. It's changed your life. It's true. And, you know, I think about it now, um, you know, and, and that would have been when I've been at Wells for 18 years now, plus that, you know, six, seven years there. So, I mean, we're talking, it's been, you know, 20, 22 years, 23 years ago. Um, and it still has that impact on me. So it's true. Right. You know, and some he people, doesn't even know that you're talking about him no still clue. to this day. No idea. Um, but it was pretty cool that 
I don't know, maybe six months ago or so, we were out to dinner. And um, it just so happened that he was at the same restaurant we were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I made sure to, to point him out to the kids and say, hey, I just I want you guys to take a mental picture of this guy. And uh, so they did. And, um, you know, I did go up and say hi. And, and we exchanged, you know, uh, handshakes and everything like that and, and pleasantries about how everybody was doing. Um, but as soon as we got home, you know, I got to sit down and, and tell the kids, hey, you know, that that guy right there is a guy that that literally changed the trajectory of my life and and you know ultimately led us to where we are today you know it's pretty cool i think that if more um leaders in the world would stop for a minute and just think about that the impact that they can have on somebody i mean you were fairly young and Mm -hmm. the impact that they can have on anybody's life whether young or older than them like they can really just take them under their wing and mentor them and you know just make something of somebody that that you you would back then you had no idea that you would be where you are today that's yeah that's very true yeah you're absolutely right you know um i think we i think it's a good lesson for all of us right you know absolutely at any time that you can you can take a a minute or two and and mentor someone or be kind to someone you just never know when how that's going to change their life be the light (laughs) be the light (laughs) yep yep absolutely Um, so anyway thanks to him i I, it was really a, a very life changing time for me. So that's awesome. I want to be so. that to somebody someday. <laughs> right? Don't you? Jeez. Okay. So, um, what's what, what, what's oh, next? next card? Yep. Um, what are some of the things that you like to do alone? I know what I like to do alone. Do you have anything? Um, no, why don't you take this one? Okay. So, um, I love my alone time in the morning. I call it my morning Mm. devotional. Mm -hmm. Um, I sometimes get off track and, and I don't get my morning time and it is, it affects my day huge. Like it makes, when I get up in the morning, I get up before everybody else does, or sometimes I don't and I wait until everybody leaves the house and I get up. (laughs) But anyways, the first thing that I do in the morning is I get up and um, I wash my face and brush my teeth, get freshened up, and I go and I have a little drink it's not coffee because i don't enjoy coffee but it's a it's a energy drink because i work out next so it's my pre-workout drink um and i usually get some essential oils going um in my diffuser and i dive into some kind of um either like a christian book or an article maybe that i've seen online that i saved um or podcast um it's usually like a personal development mm-hmm. type thing and it leads me into scripture and I get into my Bible and I just start journaling away. Journaling is, is my favorite, favorite way to start the day. Um, so, uh, I even get made fun of a little bit because I have my pens that match the cover of my journal. And sometimes I write so many pages that my pen runs out of ink. <laughs> 
have she's to not go. lying, y'all. She has got color coordinated gel pens that we have to order special that match her notebooks and everything like but that. But whatever it takes to keep you motivated and excited about what you're doing. That is very true. And sometimes I have actually gone to Michael's and bought me a new gel pen just to come back and finish my journaling because I can't change true. pens in the middle. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, so that's what I enjoy and I like to do it alone I like to do it when nobody's home I, I these days it's harder because everybody's working from home and schooling from home so it's harder for me because just the presence of people there breaks my the energy that I get into so um, so yeah journaling's my thing I, I, I usually journal about you know whatever I'm reading or listening to how it resonates with me and um I take notes a lot of times and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just dot, jot down prayers and yeah. prayers for other people, prayers for my day. Yeah, it's cool. So you, one thing I picked up on, though, is is in the morning. You know, you say you like to do it in the morning. What's, yeah, typically. Why? 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 What makes the morning so much different than, let's say, after work? Well, um, I'm actually very much a morning person and it's hard for people to believe me when I say that because I love my sleep and I like to sleep in but when I say that I like the morning it's the way I feel when I wake up I've never Mm -hmm. liked to be woke up with noise loud noises or you know feeling rushed or anything like that I just like my peaceful mornings slow start um I just I, f- I think because in the morning you feel rested, you know, even mm-hmm. if you've even if you're groggy and still tired, you just you have a fresh mindset and you haven't gotten into the day where people and events interrupt that and get your adrenaline going and stuff like that. So um, that makes sense. Yeah. And and, and there have been times um over the past few years that I actually started mornings um, journaling because I joined a prayer group and it was actually a 5 a.m. Oh, the fives. A 5 a.m. prayer group. Um, That's right. And that was was for a five-week period and I did it a couple times a year. Um, And that's what got me started. I didn't know that you could have this feeling in the morning until I did that. And it was rough getting up at 5 a.m. But they do say that if you get up before the morning before the sun comes up Mm -hmm. that you still have the calming effects of the moon. Mm. And, um, and I think that's true. It's just an energy that you have that you can really get deep into whatever you're focusing on. And, and for me, I also learned in my time of um, growing my faith that Jesus woke up early in the morning before the sun came up to pray. That is true. So if it worked for him, (laughs) I, I, you can give it a shot. I mean, right. why not, right? I like, I like to, yeah, I like to try to be as much like Jesus as I can. He's right. a pretty, in my eyes, he's a pretty good person he's, to follow. There's a few people out there that that would agree with you on that. Yeah. So, um, so, anyways, yeah. So I and and so when people are home, that just kind of breaks that energy that yeah. you have and concentration and stuff. So, yeah, very true. Yeah, and plus it, it's a great way to start your day because I get into gratitude, um, mm-hmm. what I'm thankful for, and um, it just puts a more positive spin on my day. And honestly, I can't tell you how many times throughout the day I actually reference back to what 
my session in the morning was covering. And I think that's honestly because God already knows what your day looks like. God knows what you have ahead of you for the day. And so I just kind of leave it up to the Holy Spirit to guide me into what I'm going to focus on each day. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it really is. It's amazing how many times in a day I reference back like, oh, I just was you know, journaling about that this morning, or I read something or I listened to a podcast this morning. So right. it, that kind of puts that in your path. Oh yeah. I definitely believe so. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't, there's not much for me. I drink my coffee in the morning. <laughs> so that's about as deep as it gets. So shuffle them things up. Let's try something. Okay. Who else? Um, if you could be an animal, what animal would it be and why? Ooh, that's yours. I know. I know. Yeah. I would be an eagle. An eagle? Yeah. Like a bald eagle? Yeah. All right. I can buy That's that. an animal, right? <laughs> it, it is. Why, yeah. why are you yeah. so surprised by that? I, I don't know. I never really pictured you as an eagle. Oh, well, they're beautiful. They are that. Um, and majestic. Yes. And I'm just fascinated by them because to me, when I... When I think of an eagle, I think of freedom. And of course, because, you know, Mm -hmm. it represents our freedom. Um, But not so much that kind of freedom. I think of like a free spirit freedom. Like when their wings are like just gliding through the sky. It's just, it's just really amazing to me how they, they are cool. Just, and they seem so smart and, just real alert about all their surroundings, what's going on around them. Like we've gone and Eagle watched before mm-hmm. and we did. from like, I don't know, far, far away. They can see us or hear us. It's amazing. Yeah. They just, they're really in tune with what's going on around them. I think yeah. I feel like they are. They're very, very cool. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't, I don't know that I could pick an animal. I really don't know. What would be, I mean, I know that, that if I could choose to be one of our dogs, you know, and just be spoiled all day, that's it. (laughs) Right. A house dog. (laughs) Right. In this house. Jeez. Um, That would be. A lot of people's houses. (laughs) Right. Uh, I would be, I would be spoiled. Um, I will say though, so. um, I picture you as wanting to be something fast. Right. Like I was thinking about that. How about like a tiger? (laughs) That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? Sorry, um, kind of interrupted. Well, no, no. Um, last year, or late in the fall, when you did the when you had the monarch butterfly, oh. you know, I've never really, I've never, re- I mean, I was never really um, all that interested. I mean, I think butterflies are super cool and everything, but when you did that, it really made me think. It's like these butterflies are amazing. So I don't know that I would want to be a butterfly but i have to say i have a i, I never really thought about them that much but i have a newfound appreciation i was fascinated like, oh that was so fun if anybody ever has a chance to yeah. raise butterflies from caterpillars and find them from scratch on right. the i uh, just on the leaf of milkweed and watch them grow it is amazing and my husband thought that I was nuts when I brought home Literally, caterpillars. I thought, I thought she was crazy. I'm like, this is not okay. You know, because I mean, I, if it's a project she wants to do, I'm good with it. Oh, yeah. But He's very supportive. But I, I never did I think that these little worms would distract me for like three weeks or whatever it was like they did. And then when they finally hatched, oh, my gosh, it was just absolutely amazing. 
Oh, it, it was. Amazing. And I could talk, we could talk about this forever, but I'm Maybe just going to say. Maybe it's a whole say, podcast. <laughs> yeah. It but. was really funny because I learned from bringing those home. Like when I brought those caterpillars home, I had them in a Tupperware container and a t-shirt over the top of them. And I had to go to Lowe's to pick up some screen for the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I came home, my, my Tupperware container and t-shirt had hundreds of rubber bands wrapped around them (laughs) so i learned that my son had a phobia of caterpillars and butterflies and i did not know that but he (laughs) also took a little bit of interest in them too i have to say but that was that was it was very fun experience and they are beautiful too they just don't they're they're amazing in so many ways they just don't have the um, they're beautiful. I would say free too, but they just don't like soar with the confidence that right. an eagle has. Right. Yep. Totally understand. Well, that's cool. An eagle. It's awesome. Hm. But I don't like fish. <laughs> oh, no, you would starve. You're I, the no. skinniest eagle. No, because out there. if I oh. came back as an eagle, I would like fish. Oh, okay. I guess that's true. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. okay. Next one. Next up. These are fun. I like this game. Yeah, okay. this is fun. Um. How important is it for individuals in a relationship to maintain their own separate identity? Mm. Well, so I ha- I have an opinion on that. Do okay, you go, go ahead. Going? No, go ahead. Um, I think it's extremely important for um, two people in a relationship to to keep their separate identities. You know, like we said earlier, I think you're better together, but it's also fantastic that you have, you know, um, you're that you're your own person as well. You have your own thoughts and, and things like that. So that's my opinion. I think it's really important. I agree. Um, you stole the words right out of my mouth about mm, sorry. being better together. No, that's... no. Oh. We, we complete each other's thoughts sometimes. <laughs> Soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> or sentences. Um, but anyways, um, I believe that we are all created... Uh, differently God has created us each individual as a whole person Mm -hmm. and I don't believe that you until you know yourself you have to know yourself and love yourself before you can actually be what you need to be for somebody else true and so it's true that we weren't meant to be alone and you know, when you get married, you become one. You do become one, mm-hmm. but you have to have separate identities. You're, you're, you share everything. Right. I mean, we share everything. Um, but I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. I feel like your um, marriage can struggle if you don't know your own identity oh absolutely because you end up if if i count on you all the time to fill me up or to fill this hole that i have or to complete me yep then i'm going to be disappointed a lot because you don't know what i want you don't i mean you know like basically but deep down like you don't feel it and know the extent that i need things Mm -hmm. or exactly how i need things and we're all human right and so obviously we're going to not measure up to each other so you can't 
you you have to be whole yourself and me as a whole person and you as a whole person come together as one right but we instead of like my cup is half empty and your cup is half empty and i count on you to fill my half cup no i have to fill my own cup and you can overflow my cup exactly because you complement what i you know like i was saying earlier you complement what i do with your strengths and Right. You you help as much as you can. I help as much as I can in any way that is needed and support each other. But that's my take on it. And I just I just feel like sometimes you and and maybe that's different for other people, but that's my spin on it. Right. No, I I completely agree with that. And I think it's important to call out too that you know what? Some people like you talked about getting married, right? Some people don't get married, you know. No, and, no, just and, your partner in life. Right. Or, you know, those really close friends that you that you pour into. And oh that yeah, pour this into doesn't you. say yeah, this does say relationships. So yeah. even friends. Right, exactly. I mean, or people you work with. I mean a relationship yep. is a relationship. Right. Yep, absolutely. So I think that that's no, that's good insight. Good point. Yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, not everybody gets married and maybe not everybody wants to get married, but that doesn't make them any less complete, right? It doesn't make them any less worthy of being in the world or anything like that. Oh, absolutely you know? not. No. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really good. So, and man, some of these are deep. These are. Some of them are funny. Some of them are. Some of them are a little deep. What is your favorite ornament on your Christmas tree? Oh, okay. That's easy. That was easy for me. Um, it's probably my favorite too. Probably. Well, it better be. No. <laughs> um, so we have a tradition that every year we order a uh, a pewter ornament, and it just says Trevor and Mandy. And the year, as we just have them engraved. Um, and I think now we have been together 21 years. Yes, we have 21 favorite. So we have 21 favorite pewter um, ornaments on the tree. And I look forward to every single year getting them out and looking at them. They, another thing, it brings a tear to my eye because I'm like... You know, here's these little trinkets that we have that, you know, the one that we've had the longest has been packed up 21 times and sits in the box most of the time. But for the last 21 years, we've we've packed that thing up with care and and get it out every year and hang it on the tree. So it's important to me. Yeah, it is. And it's really funny because this year um, he decided that he was going to order the ornament and maybe surprise (laughs) me and not tell me. And guess what? I one night got out the phone to order our present and I picked, I mean, not our present, our ornament. And I picked my top three favorites and I went to go ask what his favorite was because I wanted his input to mm-hmm. do it together. And he was like, um, I already ordered that without you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already ordered it. So I don't know if it was a surprise or what, but <laughs> I'm glad a- I went for his input yeah, before no ordering. <laughs> we would have had for two, we would have had two for two. 2020 right what a Which, year yeah what a year gosh we probably should have had two of them but anyway nope that's my favorite ornament on the tree and the first year and we weren't even married we had only been together for a few months Couple um months. whenever we bought it we started dating like in october mm-hmm. and so at, in december we bought an ornament and um i was actually already pregnant i'll just say that and so (laughs) our thought was that when our kids um 
grew up and we would make sure that they had ornaments every year we would buy them our grandparents would buy them that when they moved out we would give them their ornaments to take with them so that they could decorate their first christmas tree with their ornaments and that we would be left with nothing right so we might as well start something now so that whenever the kids take all the ornaments we'll have a pewter (laughs) tree tree and at that time we thought maybe you know Right now, our tree is pretty big and extravagant, and we decorate it fancy, but we may want to downsize it and have a smaller tree, but I don't know. We have a lot of pewter ornaments. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and we'll have to, I mean, at some point, I'll have to downsize the tree, but I think that it would be pretty cool that, you know, at some point in time, the only thing that's on there is just, you know, 50 pewter elements. Yes, I love traditions. Trevor loves traditions. We try to have traditions, and I think that everybody should try to implement yeah. traditions into yep. their life. So it gives you something to look forward to. That's right. So that one's easy. Yeah, my the ornaments on the tree. Okay. Okay. What's next? What's your favorite thing to eat with a cold glass of milk? Oreos. <laughs> your Oreos. I am uh, Chips Ahoy. Oh, chocolate, and they're the, probably the crunchy ones. Mm, they got to be the crunchy ones. See, you cannot. If do, I'm no. eating Chips Ahoy, they have to be chewy. No, no, no. Chewy but they Chips don't Ahoy's, go no. in milk. You can't they put them in milk. No, they don't absorb any of the milk. <laughs> so it's crazy talk. Right, Oreo trumps them all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nope, Chips Ahoy. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> We're gonna agree to disagree. <laughs> um, do you believe people should get a second chance? Oh, ooh. So a second chance. Absolutely. It is an absolute yes. Um, people should get a second chance. Um, How about seven? So I think that's that's probably where I get a little bit deep into things is that um, I think, you know, a second chance, third chance, a fourth chance is all good. But there's also a limit. Right. I mean, there's a limit to the fact that, um, you know, if you're making mistakes, you make the same mistakes over and over and over again. At some point in time, there has to be a consequence. You know, there has to be absolutely has to be a consequence somewhere, because, you know, if you're not self-correcting, you know, or self-aware enough that, you know, you you're doing whatever it is that you need a second chance, um, then there's pr- there's probably something else going on, right? So um, I certainly believe in second chances and thirds and fourths. Um, but, you know, there is a point when, you know, I mean, you've got to call a spade a spade. Enough is enough. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that, I mean, to me, that that takes me to boundaries. So sure. I have a, a something that I would say is a trait that I have pretty strong in me is that I forgive and forgive and forgive. Mm -hmm. I forgive people. Um, and I, I have done that in my life to a fault where I have learned that people actually take advantage and they, you're you're teaching people how they can treat you. Um, Mm. or, or you're teaching them the things that are acceptable or not acceptable. And so if you keep allowing somebody to do something, then um, they're going to keep doing it yeah. without a consequence. Um, so yep. you do have to put up boundaries and I, I'm, I, I I've gotten a grip on boundaries more in my late thirties and forties than ever before. Um, but 
I'm trying to teach it to younger people, be our kids, yeah, especially, true. because um, nobody really ever pointed that out to me. I always felt like it was a really good thing to just not give up on anybody, and I still don't give up on people, you know. And I, especially, I would be like, oh, it's family, or you know, yeah. everybody else has given up on them, or whatever. I people do believe. I do believe people deserve more chances than two yep. because we mess up right. and I hope that somebody gives me that grace sometime, right. but yep. you do have to put boundaries up because that, that helps them grow. Putting up a boundary is going to help them change if they're not changing what they're doing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, if you, um, if people travel down, you know, a path, you know, you, you think sometimes, geez, we watch intervention a lot, right? And you see people making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And, you know, a lot of times, let's say if it's a, if it's a kid living with their parents, you know, the parents put up with it for a while, but you know, at some point in time, the, you just can't give anymore. You have to change the way that you're dealing with them. Right. Cause you're only hurting them. Cause you're only hurting. Exactly. Right. You're only hurting them. And I like what you said earlier about you're kind of teaching them how you're, you're teaching them how they can treat you or that you're teaching them how they can behave. If you just continue to just blow things off. All Absolutely. The time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with, with the second chances. Um, and you, ha- and, and that being said, in many cases you have to tell the person, no, I'm not going to allow this. Mm-hmm. And this is why Yep. you have to tell them that because they're unaware because they're not sure they they're just doing what they know yep. that you've always let them do right so they don't understand so you have to be open and communicate why you're putting this boundary or why you're not going to allow something to happen anymore yep. and just because you're putting a boundary up or you're not allowing something to happen doesn't mean that you don't love that person it doesn't mean that you've given up on that person you can love them from a distance and they can always come back to you once they've gotten their situation figured out or, right. you know, once they've learned from the mistake that they're doing or whatever, you know, yep. so once they get their stuff together. Absolutely. So, um, it doesn't mean you're giving up on people when you give them true. Yep. Second, yep. you just, when you put up a boundary, you're just loving them a little harder. Right. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So um, I, I just, as long as you're seeing progress of them inching forward little by little, yep. then yeah, right. give them another chance because we all fail. Yep. Yep. We all fail pretty hard. Um, let's do, let's do a couple more and then, yep. And then we'll wrap it up. Okay. So what are some small things that make your day better? This is kind of your tagline to yeah, have a better you day. Know what? I love to have a better day. So my coffee in the morning. Uh, a kiss from my wife or a hug um, to I think you know if, if you have that makes like, my day better like like have some you know have a win at work I think that's great everybody likes to win a little bit it makes you feel pretty good um, and you know seeing the kids succeed so there's a lot of little things throughout the day that you see that that make me have a better day yeah I have to say that he's really good at always kissing me before he leaves even if i'm sound asleep and snoring in his face he will kiss me before he leaves and i believe that makes me have a better day (laughs) um so what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received best piece of advice that i've ever received um so I've, i've gotten a lot of good advice 
over the years, but I think the, some of the most recent advice that's really made me think um, hard actually came from you. Um, and that is if you're having a bad day, um, you can always start over. Um, yes. you, you, you have the ability, everybody has the ability to stop, you know, stop whatever's happening right now. If you're having a bad day, if you're in a grumpy mood, if something crappy happened, yep. just stop, realize, realize you're having a bad day and like say out loud, like you don't think it in your head, say it out loud. I'm just starting my day over yep. and that can happen a ton of times. And, you know, I think the vocalizing it, like saying to yourself out loud or looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what? You're, you're we're starting over right now. This yeah. is where it's at. Yeah. It's huge. Like yeah. it makes a big difference. Like, and I name it. Like when I say it out loud, yep. I name it. I, if I'm having, if it's nine 27 <laughs> in the morning and my day has not gone well. Um, I could be in tears or whatever. I get myself together and I tell myself I'm starting over at 9:30. Yep. So you have three minutes to get yourself together, wipe off your tears, and step right. up. Yep. And I had somebody say to me one time, "How many times can you actually start over? I mean, how how many times are you going to keep starting over?" And my answer to that is as many times as you need to. Yep. As many times as it takes to to right set your mind and right set your day, you know, to have a better day. There you go. You know, it's like I want to have a better day and I can either I can I it's my choice, you know, if I want to or not. It's not anybody yeah. else's choice. And sometimes it might be close to eight o'clock and then I just go, I'm just gonna go to bed and start over in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's good advice, you know. So I think everybody should be able to just just you know, take a brief pause and say, you know, it's time. We're just starting. We're starting over. That's a good one. And I have one that I'll say, I know we want to finish up. We'll do maybe one more after this, but, um, I have one that, um, piece of advice that I got when I was 17 from my dad and I had wrecked my car. Actually, I was run off the road and totaled my car. Um, hit and run and I was just totally devastated mm -hmm. and I was going to school full time and I was working and um, I had to take the day off of school and go file a police report and so I borrowed my mom's car her um, <laughs> Thunderbird she had a Thunderbird she had yep. a Thunderbird I borrowed my mom's car so that I could go file a police report and um, my biggest fear when I was a teenager was driving downtown with the one way, one way streets. <laughs> and I knew that I was going to have to do that. And so just that anticipation, my anxiety level was so high. I was so worked up and I was on, um, sixth and South grand and I ran the red light and I got, I caused a three car accident and I got hit pretty hard. Oh, yeah. And so I just had all this pressure just like piled down on me and it was awful. I was, I was a mess. And so, um, my, when my, after my dad had picked me up and we went to the police station and we filed a police report and an insurance claim and all that fun stuff, <laughs> all the good stuff, um, on the drive home, he said to me, it's, it's not a big deal. You're okay. And it was just a car and no problem goes unsolved. Mm -hmm. This world is going to keep on turning and yep. 
that was it. It was just that that no problem ever goes un- unsolved, yeah, and the true. world's going to keep turning, no matter what. It's going to work out in the end. Yeah. So, um, I I sat in silence the rest of the drive home, and I really thought about that phrase. And I've given yep. that advice many times since then, and I think about it all the time, and I tell myself that all yep. the time. That that is good advice. Yeah. So I had to tell share the little story behind it. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's an important part, an important piece of that too. It's like, you know, you and you can't let the problems. You've got to let somebody help you with those problems, right? You know. So, like, if he saw that you're you're under a lot of stress, you know, and he just says hey listen you know no problem goes unsolved and you and you have to take that advice you have to be willing to be like right i just wrecked two cars in one day (laughs) right (laughs) and i thought my parents were going to kill me (laughs) actually my mom was on the phone with the insurance man talking to him about my car wreck the day before when i called to tell her that i just wrecked her car (laughs) so i'd say something funny about her not really being that much of a better driver but no she really is these days you are very good now (laughs) okay so let's make this our last one yeah let's do one more um okay what's something you are self-conscious about Ooh. um why don't you take that one okay um let's see well I have a couple of things that I'm self-conscious about. Um, One thing, it's going to make me self-conscious right now. (laughs) (laughs) One thing that I'm self-conscious about is, goes way back as far as I can remember, is my voice. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of um, people ridicule me about my voice, and I have a lot of people make comments and shut me down. And um, yeah, I was actually told more than once in my life that they, people just don't like me simply because of my voice. So we had that conversation the other day. Yep, um, we did. And so that was one. That's one thing. And I'll I'll share. Um, I had another one. What was the other one I just had on my mind? I don't know. That I was self conscious about. Hmm. I don't know. I can't oh, think. I remember. Oh, what is it? <laughs> See, I just need a minute sometimes. Um, the other thing is I have been told many times in my life that I take, that I'm too serious and oh, that yeah. I um, huh. need to relax or loosen up or, um, and so I, I, I do take things seriously and I like to get into deep, serious conversations a lot, but I have learned to believe that I can be funny too. Um, so that's something, I guess a, a bit of my personality that I, I actually, funny. I actually at one point in my life thought that I could not have fun, be fun. I could not be fun to be around if I didn't have enough alcohol in me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, I mean, that, I laugh at that, but that was seriously an issue for me. And mm-hmm. I, I had to take a step back and, make myself realize that I'm fun to be around without alcohol. Yep. I'm fun in the morning and in the afternoon and sometimes at night. You are. I know you make me laugh. See, but uh, and, and a lot of times, you know, there's not a lot of other people that are around, you know, when we're cracking up or busting up about something. Well, a lot of times it's just that I'm silly and I do um, silly absent-minded things. things that, you do silly but things. But I can laugh at myself for that. <laughs> Um, but the thing with my voice too, I just this year have, 
there's been times in my life that I really have worked on how can I change my voice and I focus on lowering my tone and I because I do have a a, my voice projects and Mm -hmm. I am quote unquote loud especially when I'm passionate about something or excited or maybe if I've had a couple drinks (laughs) then I can get very loud but I have really been working um, over the past several years, few years, on taking, removing those negative thoughts about myself and replacing them with positive thoughts. And so this year, um, I wrote down the things that I remember about me and how I feel about me and the good things about me. And I, I, that word just kept standing out in my head loud I'm loud I'm loud and so I'm like okay I need to retake that because that sounds negative that is I, I know that sometimes it can be a lot to be around mm-hmm. and I get out of sometimes I let it get out of hand a little <laughs> but Never. I'm Never. like what is a better word what is a more positive word like let me think about it when I'm loud I'm not being negative I usually am not like talking about negative things i'm talking about positive things and then so this is this was one of my morning journaling things that i was doing and so i just i what i came to conclude is that um i was looking around in my kitchen and i was thinking of paint because i love to paint and colors because i work with color every day Mm -hmm. and i was like you know there are different colors that represent different things. And so I feel like my loud voice is more positive. So I was like, I think of vibrant colors (laughs) whenever I think of positive. So I think of vibrant colors when I think of loud and, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, that is what I'm going to tell my, start replacing. I'm removing the word loud from my vocabulary and my thinking and I replace it with vibrant. So I'm a vibrant person. You are extremely vibrant. I'm vibrant (laughs) and I'm going with that. (laughs) And I encourage anybody else who has ever put bad thoughts into your head, take those negative thoughts and put a twist on it so that you can live happily with yourself. That's right. No, I think it's, I think that's great. You know, and me, of course I come with my, you know, techie mind and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, your voice is just, it's not, there's nothing wrong with your voice at all. You know, nothing. It's just, you have that certain frequency that is exactly what people hear. So when you project it, it's just so much easier, easier consumed, you know, by the by the human by the ear. Eardrum. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. I mean, it's there's a lot of science that goes behind that, mm. and the way that we're designed. Mm. So well, you're you. meant to be heard. So oh, see, thanks. you were you were you were designed to be heard. Well, and really honestly, some people have said that they just think of me as a confident person because of my voice. Well. That's true. That is a sign of confidence. But honestly, as much ridicule as I've taken for it, my voice is my last feature that I think of when I think of confidence. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can show confidence in a lot of other ways. And unfortunately, the voice is not one of my confident features. And it's something that I know. I mean, I know you've dealt with that for... I mean, ever since I've known you. Yeah, way back. Way, way, Ever since I've known you. and, And hey... I'm sorry, I'm going to 
just put it out there. You've shushed me more uh, times than my kids have shushed me and my parents are just, but no, just, I mean, anybody. And I'm sorry if anybody's listening <laughs> doesn't like my voice. <laughs> But yeah, there's sometimes it's something when the, I can't change. Right. I can't change it when the vibrancy needs needs dialed back just a little bit. Not right. because we don't love you or anything like that. It's because a gentle reminder is all right, I need. Right, right. That's all I like, need. Why are you so mad? No, a gentle <laughs> reminder is all I need. Why are you so excited? <laughs> why are you so excited? <laughs> That's right. I'm not mad. <laughs> um, Too funny. So, anyways, yeah. I, no, that's good. Well, hey, I think this was... You didn't have anything? Mm, what was it, again? self-conscious uh, about? <laughs> I talked so much, you forgot. <laughs> no, I was, was focused on your vibrancy. Um, <laughs> no, I think we'll wrap it up there. Okay. We could probably get in all kinds of things about my self-confidence, that's for sure, because usually it's... I've got so many issues. Yeah. It, we, together, what do you mean? Yeah. We, together, we have a lot of words that could go on for a long time. <laughs> could. But, you know, I tell you what, this was actually kind of fun. I'm it glad we broke these out. Um, you know, I guess I encourage everybody out there, you know, to, if you, you know, have friends or you have your significant other and, and you know, you've been sitting around and you don't know what to do or you're tired of watching TV, maybe go out and pick up a couple decks of these conversation starter cards. You know, this is the first time we picked them up and I think that was kind of fun. It was fun. You know, it helps me, you know, learn about you. Just even things that we haven't, that maybe I know we just haven't talked about for a long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And it's fun table talk. It is fun table talk. Some of it. Some of it could get kind of deep. Depends on your company. Yeah. So, I mean, we only hit like, you know, a few of the cards and there's probably like... Oh, there's so many. 50 of them in there or something like that. So, yeah. We probably get way into it. All right, then. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this show. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming back and listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope you'll keep coming back for more. That's right. So just remember, whenever you can, you know, um, do those little things, you know, that help you have a better day, do them. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.